Who do you want to start with today? <laughs> um, I don't know. Oh, do you have anything funny or good or something to get me going here? <sighs> no. No. I think i got to leave it on you today. Okay. All right. You're better at the starts than I am. Okay, maybe I am, but it might, might not be positive. Oh, man. Is this what you want right now? Okay, go ahead. I have to get it off my yeah, chest. Yeah, go ahead. Go ahead. I'm driving the other day. Yesterday, Sunday it was. And... Uh, Like it occurred to me, like, so the latest lockdown that we've had in this COVID, right? Um, I'm driving and and the latest lockdown, they, they actually wanted, because I haven't really followed any rules and I'm not, um, I really don't care, Mm. but, uh, we're supposed to like not leave our yard. Like that's actually the, the rule, right? Unless you need to get groceries and stuff. So I was driving the other day and I'm like, not possible, not possible. Like, not possible. Like, I don't know how anybody could actually do that. Yeah. Not leave their house. Yeah. So I'm sitting there going, like, not me, not a chance. Well, I've been leaving my house. I know, but the actual rules is people are supposed to follow this. This is what what it's supposed to be. The lockdown is not leaving your house, not doing anything. I I couldn't do it. Like, literally, I'm sitting there going, this is insanity. Mm. You know, what annoys me is people saying, like, people getting mad about people not following the rules. And like there's obviously there's a difference between people like going out and being an asshole on purpose and whatever. But yes. Like so I'm not saying people should run around and act like idiots because they're yeah. they can do whatever they want. Like that's not what I'm saying, but like I need like I want to go to work. Like I want to go if I need to go buy something, like I'm going to go buy it. Stop being mad at me. <laughs> like yeah, I know. They don't yell at me like it's not my fault. They're like people like healthcare workers yelling about like how crazy it is at the hospital and like all it's like we know like what do you want us to do i know like what do you want what do you want us to do like i i'm doing like as much due diligence as i can yeah i don't know what else you want me to do you know what the problem like that gets me more than anything is like this is what i don't think people for some people it hasn't affect their lives that much yeah right so because there's some you know people make comments sometimes and i go come on man Mm -hmm. and and like even within my family um, my my daughter, my son, uh, my older ones are still working and working like f- full tilt. Yeah. They just can't go to a restaurant and stuff. So it's not really, it hasn't really affected them. Yeah. A lot of people are still working, working from home and stuff. So it's affected them or whatever. But it's for me, it's, and, and people like, we went and had some takeout the other day and, and we like to support this guy. He's a great guy. He has good food. And uh, we said, oh, it's good to see that you're busy. And he said, uh-huh, not busy, man. He goes, you're here this two hours on a Saturday night. It's busy with takeout. It's always in there. Now, I would say 12, 12 people in line, there is 10 skip the dishes. So they take a percentage of that off the top. He goes, mm-hmm. so but anyways, these two hours that he was there on a Saturday night, that's when we're busy. He goes, it's the rest of the week. I still have to have staff in case it can't just lay them off and stuff he goes i'm dying mm. and for me the business like our business is run at because we we're talking about it this morning at like whatever capacity like a small capacity mm-hmm. a couple months of this past year well yeah i'd say max has been 30 percent of no, what max. we would normally be doing ex- with the exception of a few weeks yeah. where we had like the tournament going yeah. on or whatever but yeah. other than that yeah for but like the, over a year but the part that's driving me nuts, I was telling this, explaining this to my wife the other day, not that she doesn't understand, but it's like, it's the purpose part. It's like, yeah, we're st- we, we still have the, we're still doing 
work for the business, but it's it's like a totally like the main the, you know keeping the main thing the main thing. Well, I can't keep the main thing the main thing right now. Like the training yeah. of hockey players and stuff. The that's it was not my purpose for life, but it gives you a purpose to get up every day, and and it's like of course the podcasts and, and everything else that we do is all good but it's like the that's main not, thing yeah. is just not the main thing it's not we're, we're not running our business right now and it's just it's driving me nuts now this has been over what, a year and a few couple months yeah i can't no. believe it that's i can't believe the kids haven't played hockey in a year yeah but i mean <laughs> it's it's more because that like that's terrible in itself but at the at a certain point it's funny because you're starting to see people that were on one side of the argument now come to this side of the argument we're like okay the lock it's getting to be a bit much and whatever and it's like we've been saying this from the beginning like unless you're actually going to lock people in their house yeah unless you're going to close all the airports stop travel yeah. and and enforce it which would be crazy yeah. if they were to do that yeah then there's nothing you can do like it's whatever is going on yeah, is gonna so go going to go on so like can i go to work please and so the, but people that, like you said, the, the, it seems to me, it seems like the dividing line between an argument is like people who have their job and they can, they're getting paid and it's not affecting their life or they live at home or they don't have bills to pay or yeah. whatever. They're on the one side. And well, then, one of, one of Christine's employees said that this is actually happy about this because she goes, we've never been in a better financial situation in our life because they don't leave their house. Yeah. Good for you. And it's like, Yeah. Wow, good for you. Yeah, when, yeah, and that's it's funny because I like I have nothing to. It's not like it's really drastically been a negative impact on my life. I don't own the business, but like when I think about my parents, like my parents yeah. are saying too, if this happened ten years ago, yeah, like they don't know what they would have done. Like they, my I dad know. does not know what he would have done. I know. So it's like you got four kids, you're in a hell, and that's the stuff that people don't think about. Like, what if you're a a young family, and you're, you know, you got laid off or whatever because you're not allowed to go to work and then you have two kids at home that are young doing whatever it's like how what are they those people supposed to do i don't know you know so it's like what i just what, don't know that's the part that annoys me is like the people that make the comments on the one side I, like, I, no, I just don't understand how you can say okay don't go to work you can't work your business can't run like i'm one business well i mean <laughs> but but there's like there's nuance to the this because if it was a certain, if there was a certain level of severity to what was going on, then it would make more sense to me yeah, at least. Yeah, 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 yeah. But exactly. there isn't, so it's I don't get what I don't know. But yeah, yeah. I'm not a doctor and I'm not a economist and You're I'm not scientist, anything. Though. Yeah, but it's yeah. like just logically looking at it, it's like I don't. It doesn't matter. They're looking at one part one of life. One piece of health. Yeah, right. One piece of one health. Piece of one health. piece of life, and that's what they've been making decisions on for the last year. And then especially when you can look over the border and see they're all starting to open up and other countries are starting to open up. And I don't care if you can't, it's not a fair comparison or like save it. I don't care. It's just, you get to see people going back to doing like yeah. Dalton moving to, yeah. to Nashville and stuff. And he's, they're totally doing whatever yeah. over there. They're fine. And yeah. no worse off. So it's, fr yeah. it's frustrating, man. A lot of questions about the NHL draft. Um, because the OHL didn't get to play hockey this year. They're wondering how the hell they're going to do it. Again, I'm going to say, yeah, they're at a disadvantage, but scouts do a really good job. They do. They really do a really good job. They can yeah. uh, siphon through who's who in the zoo. But, yeah, you like that one? Who's who in the zoo? Yeah. I, you know, I didn't invent that one. No? No. What is rare, it? Rare, isn't it? It is rare. <laughs> that comes from my wife. Really? Who's yeah. who in the zoo? Who's who in the zoo? 
It's a good term. I like that. Yeah. And so we, I didn't mean to be negative about the, to start the podcast, but it's my, actually my mood right now. It is your mood, yeah. The last That's couple of days I've been like, wow, man, because yeah. it's really, it's actually hit me. It's purpose. Like I, you know, like train with a purpose is my thing. It's, it's, I know that when I have something to accomplish, it's uh, something, but it's like, it just seems like the days are a lot more void right now. And I've got to try to keep it together for my son and well, for everybody, but for myself, but it's like, it's getting long, dude. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's tough to... Long. And then they just said today they're going to extend it another couple weeks. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <sighs> we'll see what goes on with that, man. I just don't understand. Yeah. Ugh. So. <laughs> Sorry, there's your positive... Yeah, anyways. Let's yeah. get on with it. Yeah. So... We're talk a little bit about hockey, some fitness, some health, some training. Your, your domain? My domain. Then my domain. And your domain. Our domain. Our domain. All right. So, listen, I was uh, we, we decided that this was going to be the day that we're going to do some hockey fitness. Um, excited about it. So, we, you and I and uh, Dalton sat down and we really went through our programming for the summertime. And we really wanted to just uh, get Dalton's perspective on, uh, you know, if we were missing anything or whatnot. And he was, he was helpful to us. Oh, yeah, yeah. The guy's sure. awesome. Yeah. So uh, when we talk about hockey fitness, we're going to talk about the actual fitness part, the off-ice training first, and we're going to dive into a little bit of the on-ice training, which is we're not going to get too in-depth. It's just kind of what you should keep your... Yeah, it's like a framework kind of thing. Your framework, because sometimes when you go on the ice, it's, there's things that you can't control if a, if a coach is there, hmm. you know, if you depending on your ice. And um, who knows, you get on the ice in the next month or two anyways. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so, um, so when we look at hockey training, it's going to be so much different than what you see at the gym. Right, because uh, it, here's a comment I get a, I get a lot, like from my brother-in-laws or or people that aren't in the hockey world. So I remember when uh, my brother-in-laws met Kyle Wellwood. He played in the NHL when he was playing in the NHL. So Kyle, not Eric, right. and uh, he's a skinny little guy, right? Doesn't even have big legs. Like he's not. He, he's actually not in good shape. Yeah. I'll just say it like yeah. that. He was never in good shape. It was uh, one of the reasons that he didn't uh, probably. He did very well, so I shouldn't say that. Um, or but didn't, maybe said, didn't dominate more as much as could have been better. Could have been, yeah. been better. Yeah. But he didn't care. Right. So he quit when he wanted. He said, "Enough of this." Yeah. Imagine. <laughs> People don't understand that. I know, man. But uh, anyways, just a different dude. Yeah. And anyway, so I remember my brother looking at him. Goes, he doesn't play in the NHL. There's no way he plays in the NHL. Look, he's like a little twig. Mm-hmm. He's probably one seventy-five, maybe, and built like a melted wax candle. <laughs> We, 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 I, so I was taking a group of kids that were in the back of my truck and we were going to the track to do some running and, and Kyle was out for a walk. And uh, so I pulled aside, I said, hey, Kyle, what are you up to? He goes, oh, just uh, going for a walk. I said, hey, we're going to the track. Do you want to come? He goes, yeah, okay. So we, we went there, we were warming up and he peeled off his shirt and literally all the kids just went. Couldn't believe the, yeah, the shape he was yeah. in. Yeah. yeah so anyways, but people say he doesn't look, strong like he looks like a little twig mm. um if you were to look at zach cassian like right people think on the ice he's this big huge guy and he's about six three six two and a half six three he's tall tall enough yeah uh not not thick up top no, at all super 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 lean, super, super think he's skinny yeah uh, you know, big, good bottom half. Yeah. Dalton, even for the, mo- the monster that he is, he's not, I mean, he can put it on. Yeah. But he's, uh, he's, he's, his upper body is like lean, lean, lean. I, like, I would say Dalton is probably one of the bigger yeah. guys I've seen. Yeah. 
like where when you think about a guy that's like big and muscular like a football player or even like yeah. a, what a bodybuilder would look like yeah. dalton is probably and he doesn't look like that at all but he is probably the closest i've seen where he's actually got like always has abs like he has a like a squared chest yeah but he doesn't have like the the bowling ball no. arm like he doesn't have yeah. that's not how he looks he doesn't yeah. look like that yeah you know yeah so it's an interesting difference between actually one thing that was i was thinking of when you were talking there was uh i remember when i went to it was like a charity golf tournament thing that luke yeah. wilson put on yeah. and a bunch of the boys were there the yeah. pro guys from around town and the difference between the size of luke luke wilson yeah. for anyone who doesn't know yeah. luke wilson played seattle seahawks football player super bowl this guy is enormous it's like yeah. you don't you it's hard to believe that's a real person yeah when you see him in real life so he what is Tight he end. what is he six six five about six 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 two hundred two sixty two sixty five so we're talking like a he fills out a triple xl yeah like he wears triple xl and fills it out he's huge so that guy standing next to Cass or dalton like it makes them look like little yeah. boys yeah so it's not even the same no. realm of body type no. that is required that's right but like you were saying people expect yeah them like hockey players to look one way or another way yeah well it's funny we were shoveling sho shoveling the snow there one time this winter and the neighbor heard oh i heard charlie's a pretty good hockey player and i go yeah he's, he's pretty good and uh we're, we're, so where where is he next i said well it looks like he's going to be playing the ohl next year he goes oh he's he, he's not very big well he's he's six one and a half yeah he's 180 some pounds but they're expecting to see the football size right, right? that's the people's image of that yeah. but like it's so different. Like you look at a Mitch Marner, people always go, "How can he play?" Yeah, that's How my favorite he example. He's just a little, <clears throat> little rat. Yeah. Sorry, one sec. <coughs> and that's the 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 misperception, conception. Yeah, misperception. People, yeah, whatever. It's, it's a word. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that you have to be big and strong, and and uh, and you kind of do. You don't have to be big, but you have to be strong, and and your strength has to come from the right places. Mm -hmm. So, like one of the things that Dalton said is that a hockey player most of the time will blend into a crowd. Yeah. Right? They might be, you know, six, well any any height from 5'8 to 6 foot 7. Right. Um but they're not going to be standing there like a football player typically and you go, "Oh my god, this guy is yeah, that's a monster no person." No wonder he runs around the ice. Yeah. So if you saw a Zach Cassian in a crowd, you'd say, "Oh, there's a there's a guy that's in good shape." Yeah. And most of the guys look like they're in very good shape for the yeah. most part. Yeah. Uh, they fill out a pair of jeans and and uh but but you wouldn't necessarily say this guy's a killer in the NHL. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Well, it's also another thing too that you could probably talk about this a bit is the there's a difference and you talk about how the game has changed so much too now, right? Yeah. And so the days of like those big huge men defensemen that aren't very mobile but will just pound the piss out of you kind of thing like those guys don't really exist so much anymore yeah. like the last maybe there's another one since then but the last like just huge meat sack like that that i can think of was probably george larock yeah like uh or uh who's the guy on washington brashear donald brashear like, yeah that those that era is kind of done or maybe maybe the last one now is uh like ryan reeves he's a big boy yeah, yeah he's a big boy you can move but there's very few of those yeah. like there's not there's not a lot where they're just like these ginormous humans that that just don't like their structure is just yeah, now, ridiculous where if you see them out in public it's like holy crap that guy's a monster like yeah so now you'd you'd, you'd it'd be someone more like tom wilson right tom wilson's a six four i believe i think mm -hmm. he's about six four probably 215 to yeah. 220 which is a big man but it's not it's not well it's it's not 230, 235 yeah. would make him huge. Well, and the weight thing, guy. the weight thing is huge too. Because I remember Dalton talking about 
the one year yeah. when and he might have said it on the podcast when we had him on the po- the podcast so. when he was like he had to get they wanted him at like was it two thirty at like eight percent yep at the and end then, of the year they say come back basically your weight two thirty ish and yeah. about eight percent body yeah. fat yeah be so, a, be a killer exactly so then he comes back and they're like well actually it's better if you're down at two fifteen because we need you to be able to move <laughs> yeah. T- <laughs> So yeah, and you think about the difference and what what is required of a hockey player, yeah, as opposed to different sports. There's no sport that requires as much capacity 100%. as hockey. 100%. I can't think of any, unless you're it's doing a different a, sport. This is the thing; it's a different yeah. sport. There's so many things that you have to be good at. What's well, the? It's a mix of strength and capacity. That's the problem because, like, you yeah. look at like a distance runner, yeah, and they're built like my pinky yeah. because they just need capacity. Yeah, all they're worried about is capacity. They yeah. don't need this extra weight. They don't need this extra muscle. They don't need that. But then you look at then you look at a sprinter, they don't need the huge capacity. No. And then you see the muscle mass on these guys, like yeah. sprinters, the huge legs, yeah. like because they need that explosiveness. Yeah. And that's what hockey players need, but they also need the capacity. Yeah. So they, it's this weird cross between having muscle for that intense explosiveness that you need yeah. and having the, the capacity to just keep going and going and going, right? It's not the same in other sports. They don't. There's no other sport that really has that much of a cross that I can think of at least right now. Not that I can think of because like even soccer, you have to have some capacity. You have to have a little bit of quickness and some agility, but I don't think you need to have the same amount of strength right. and power that you need in yeah. hockey. I don't think. I don't. Th- there's no contact. Yeah. There's no... like right. the, And the... The amount of like interval work you're doing yeah. in soccer is far right. less than I would agree than in in hockey, yeah. right? Yeah. But so hockey's unique. So when guys are going to the gym, and sometimes might be your first time going to the gym, you got to understand that fitness for hockey is not bodybuilding and it's not aesthetic uh, aesthetics, right? So bodybuilding meaning you're going to see squats and over like you do you will still see this stuff, but the bulk of the work is you know you're lifting a weight, you're taking a break. It's about building mass, or it's like different. Well, the the variety of the workout isn't uh, isn't all over the place as you would do as an athlete, and um, and that's the difference is when you come into a so if we were to walk in and I I don't even know if I could right now the times that I've gone to a public gym, I was in there doing starting a workout and, you know people are staring at you like you're you're, you're uh, what are you doing mm-hmm. and then I'd be looking at them like what are you doing like right. that's, that doesn't even make sense to me yeah but it's a different um, different reason for working out right yeah so it's like. There's so if you can put it in this in this uh, if you look at it this way for hockey players and parents if you're you're buying a hockey program to or you're getting your kid in shape is that there's exercising and then there's working out and then there's training and what to be a hockey player you're in training and there's a huge difference like exercising would be like getting out and having some fun maybe some walking some jogging. Um, no. biking, or give me something else. Biking, biking, movement in general. Movement in general. That's a good like way to put a, it. Like it's just a circuit for the sake of doing movement or yeah. whatever. Just being active generally yeah. is would be like exercise to me at least. Yeah. No, that that would be right. And then working out, you take that up to another level. You probably would be in the gym lifting mm-hmm. some weights, or you know, you have a program where you're trying to get some kind of result, and it's still more of a um, leisurely fun thing no it's still hard it's still hard you can just still do it a hard yeah, way yeah totally it can totally yeah, be hard it can still sure. be hard but working out is a whole different thing like mm-hmm. that's the way we i look at working out is you know you're going in there to work your chest and your shoulders or your legs only that day but um in in hockey we do that uh, totally different it's called training mm-hmm. in every sport like so if you look at an mma fighter they're not working out you can call it working out but it's actually training it's specific it's specific times of the day to get specific specific results and specific different yeah. disciplines within the sport yeah 
And that's why you'll see them, um, you know, they'll go for a run. They'll be on the punching bag. They'll be doing jujitsu. They'll be doing biking. Yeah. They're like the interval training. They'll be doing all kinds of skipping um, and, and just to get that capacity up. So that's actually maybe one that's fairly close to what hockey would be. It would be like mixed martial oh, yeah. arts. Well, I think I think most most pro sports at least are would more be like the way that I think about it, the way you laid it out, I like, I like that where it's exercise, working out and training. But I think broader more like more broadly you could say exercise is the umbrella category then within exercise you can be exercising or you could be working out and then working out is an umbrella category where you could be working out or you could be training so i feel like if you think of like a big bubble exercise smaller bubble workout smallest bubbles training and it just gets more hyper specific as you get more directed in what you need that's a great way to put it yeah so it's it's like because working out is still exercise yep and training is still exercise yeah and then training is working out and exercise. So it's like they all, they fall into each other a bit, but when you're, when you're trying to do something in particular, like you have to do, be able to perform a specific task over and over and over, then there's specific things you need to work on to the exclusion of other things. Yeah. And that's p- kind of the difference for me, like working out. Cause for me, like I would say I work out, like I'm not training. I, I work out cause I'm not yeah. doing, yeah, you're I not just want to be a right well, now. like well-rounded. I want to have a good yeah. aerobic base. I want to have good yeah. strength level. I want to have good muscle mass. I want to move well. I want to look yeah. good. I want, that's what I want. Yeah. And I think that is more working out, but then training is more like you're going to have to sacrifice other parts of what would be considered working out yeah. because you just need to be good at these things. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Well, so yeah, so as a as a player, like a lot of the kids, and this is the biggest thing in the, in the gym is like, how much can I lift? Mm-hmm. How much, right? So, and like George St. Pierre said it really well. He said, the, the fighter, he said like squatting four, five, 600 pounds, it could be good, might not be, because it means absolutely nothing if I'm in an awkward position with a body on me that I have to get out of. And if I have never been in that awkward position, and my smaller muscles aren't trained to get out of it, then I, I'm yeah. useless. What good is that or, strength? And you take it to another level. If you can squat 600 pounds, but if you hit a piece of ice and you don't have any balance or any of those smaller muscles, ice meaning you're walking outside, right. not hockey, yeah. um, and, and you slip on something a little bit, do you have the balance and the, the athleticism to, to recover from yeah. that? I know I can. I've yeah. done that, you know? Right. Um, so... If, so when you're going to the gym and you're just working a big strong like to get big and strong, it's that's that's not going to necessarily help you in hockey, mm-hmm. because, for example, if you can squat, so that here's here's the thing, right? If if you if you're really really strong, and you can squat heavy, you know, get a couple reps in of heavy squats or heavy bench or whatever it is that you're doing, that doesn't apply to hockey because you're only good for about three seconds. Yep. So you have to be strong with the capacity work. So um, that's what that's the difference between training and and working out. Yeah, hundred percent. The I think the the because I remember this. This was a huge mistake that I made because no one ever really taught me how to work out properly. I just knew I needed to work out. And my first trainer, my first personal trainer, was a bodybuilder. Yeah. And so when I went to the gym and worked out, I thought just, oh, I need to go to the gym and work out. I didn't know about which it seems like common sense now, like you need to, you need to have capacity and never get tired and make sure that your joints are working well and you're moving fluidly and all that. You have good range of motion. I didn't know any of that. So when I was 16 and started going to the gym, I was working out like a bodybuilder because I thought that's what working out was, or that's what I thought training was. I thought I'm training for hockey right now by doing these 
lifts and I, I didn't know the way that I was supposed to be working out. So that's a huge thing, especially for kids that are just starting to get into working out. And that's something that I run into with the guys in the gym now is a lot of them are really concerned, like you said, with how much can I lift? Well, how do I look like, what does my body look like? Yeah. And, and those are just two huge ego things, right? Cause you want to be the strongest and you want to look the best because those are the things that everyone see. Yeah. But the problem is, like you said, the best hockey players, oftentimes you can't tell. No one, no one's, no one's, when you walk into a place, no one is going to compliment you on how strong your pelvic floor is. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. Well, what's funny about that. So, so, uh, the one day pops, I got one of the uh, older guy that comes help us out, helps us out with, uh, stuff around the gym. He was, he asked me, he's like, what is he? 84. He's 197. <laughs> he's 85. Yeah. So he's an, he's an old guy he comes in and he was, he asked me the one day, he's like, Hey Eric, I got a question. It's like, I'm looking at you and Dalton when you guys are working out and like, he doesn't look like you. Like he, you guys look com- totally different yeah. in terms of like your body structure. Like he, Dalton doesn't look like he's really muscular and, and all that. And I said, well, yeah, like that's not what is required when yeah. you're a hockey player. For yeah. me, I look more like a bodybuilder because yeah. that's how I trained yeah. through my teenage years, yeah. which isn't what I was supposed to be doing up until I was 20. So I developed these really round like muscle bellies because yeah. that's how I was training, but that's not yeah. what is optimal for a hockey player. So when yeah. you look at Dalton, you're like, this guy's a freaking beast. It's not in the sense of this guy's so peeled and yeah. shredded and looks like he could step on stage or go to the beach and be yeah. the most cut guy or most shredded yeah. guy or biggest guy you're going to see out there. It's, it's very different. So that's a huge, huge thing that especially the young guys that are starting to work out need to understand is it's not about how you look necessarily. And it's not about, how much you can lift, you know? And so maybe we could get into, to like kind of talking about the, how to prioritize what you're, what you're looking yeah. at. Well, I think before I do that, yeah. I'd like to just say, this is my opinion. Yeah. This is, there's no zero science to this. Cause a lot of people can get really confused in the details, right? Yeah. Okay. I need a personal trainer. No, 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 you don't. Mm-hmm. Um, you need all the weights. You need all this. No, you don't. So, if you happen to be a 15-year-old kid or 14-year-old kid and you happen to have a squat rack, go ahead and squat. Mm-hmm. It's it's fine. And go do your push-ups, pull-ups, bench, whatever. Like you can, It's like what I talk about in hockey. It's like you've got your base skills, right? You've got to be able to stick, handle, skate, shoot, pass, and, and turn and do those things very well. So that's okay. Because like, you, you, don't, you don't want to work on taking rims off the boards better than anyone else when you can't really skate well or stick handle. So right. your base is your base. Yeah, you got to cover base. the base, right? So if you if I if I'm starting from zero, which a lot of people do, without anyone to help them or the money to afford training, then I would say yes, go any form of squatting, push-ups, pull-ups, uh, any kind of pull, flipping things, like anything that helps you become strong, mm-hmm. great. And especially when you're younger, it's, it's only going to help you. Like, you're, you're going to get right. strong. You're going to build some base. You're figuring out your body. It's all good. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing that you can do, and I would I would say, is figure out how to run. Like, go to a track, go to a field, go to a, tra- uh, a hill, and run. Yeah. How many times? I don't know. Yeah. Just run. Just run. Shut up. No, just run. run. Like, like, it's really not that yeah. common. Go run, run, and you're tired. Maybe push yourself to do it again and again yeah. and again, or not. Run short distances really, really fast, and... And, and mix it up. Like, so if, yeah. if anyone's starting with that kind of stuff and doing a regular interval of running and lifting and whatever, you, you've got a, you've got a pretty good base. Like yeah. it's, it's a good start. It's better than someone going to the gym 
designing a program where you've never done anything. Well, so, okay, let me cut in on that for a second sure. because this is a good this is a good point. So, I related a lot to the well, the way you can think about it is when you go to school, you you basically learn a whole bunch of general things. And then as you get older in school, you start to get more and more specific. And then you hit high school and you get to start picking which classes you want to take. And then you start to get really specific. And then you go to university and you get to pick what you want to major in. And that gets even more specific. And then once you come out of school, you go to a job where now you're working on something hyper specific where it's like, this is what I do. This is my job. And you can think of working out in the same way. So when you're young, start by getting a feel of everything. Like you need to be strong. You need to be fast. You need to be able to go for long periods of time. And so work on all of those things, just generally, however you can, whatever's available to you, do that. So you're establishing, like you said, that base of knowledge and how to, how to treat your body and how to, how to develop that strength base and that aerobic base. That's, learn, how to learn what pushing yourself actually is. Yeah. And yeah. that's what, so when you're young, it can be as broad as you need it to be. Yeah. So you can fall more into like the exercise category yeah. or more into the workout category would like, just go like, go out and play, like throw things, play games, yeah. like roll around, be, be, you know, functional. Everyone yeah. says functional training, yeah. but do things that are movements for real life. That's yeah. what people mean by functional when yeah. they say it, like things that, yeah. that you're going to actually have to move in real life. That's a good way to, yeah. to think about it starting, yeah. especially when you're young. So, yeah. Yeah. So if I was a kid that just starting out and I, uh, I just want to, I'm motivated to work out. My parents don't have money, can't get me there, whatever. It's it's the perfect thing to do is go find a place to run. Like run fast and recover. That's the way to do it. And do it as do it frequent like a few frequencies a week and do it for, you know, just push yourself. Go to a so an idea of that is you can go to a track and you can start off by doing a warm-up run. This is real simple, right? Yep. A warm-up run and say, "Okay, I'm going to do 100-meter runs." And maybe part of your warm up is you start at the one end, the zero, and get to the hundred. And maybe it's jogging to fifty, like the halfway mark, fifty meters, and then get an eighty or a hundred um, percent of your uh, capacity sprint, eighty mm-hmm. percent to a hundred percent. And try how many times can you do that? I wouldn't do thirty. You probably couldn't. Yeah. But uh, but do maybe four or five of those, and then say, okay, I'm going to do, I'm going to do it with uh, an eighty percent sprint. Uh, another five times and get somewhere around 10 and call it a day. Then you could do, you can do that same track on another day where you're doing only 10 or 20 meter sprints Mm -hmm. where it's as hard as you can and you rest. Um, Those are things you can go to a field and you can do like what they called um, tempo runs or fartleks. You ever hear of a fartlek? No. It's basically like a tempo run, but it's, uh, I just wanted to throw it out, but it's an actual (laughs) thing. (laughs) It's funny, eh? (laughs) It's a great word. Fartlek. Not lick. Fartlek. Lek. L-E-K. But but where you're doing um, maybe a football field and you're doing a jog and a sprint. Mm -hmm. A sprint and a sprint. Uh, You know, stuff like that. But play around with it and then add your push-ups. Push-ups and pull pull something and you're going to be fine. Fine, fine, fine for a base. Actually, it's more than fine. If I had to do one thing, I'd run hills. Well, that's what I would do. But this goes to your point too, is because I agree with what you said at the start before you went on the spiel there is it's people try to, people complicate things. Yeah. They make it complicated. And and we say it all the time in here too. Like people come in and they think they need to do these hyper specific things. And it's like, just lift, man. Like just do a workout. Like just, just do a bit of everything. Like just do it, go. And you'll be in, you'll be in fine shape. Mm -hmm. Now, as you get older, as you get into higher levels, then it's more appropriate that you have things that are 
hyper specific or really tailored to your needs or very very hockey specific like specific in terms of the type of movements you're doing and which things you put more focus on as opposed to other things and because that's that's the other thing that people get throw around words like like sports specific hockey specific and and those kind of things yeah and i because i we talked to a few people about about that kind of terminology and it's like if you're doing athletic style training like all the sports are the same like you're, you you need to use the same types of movements using the same types of muscles you're using those kinds of things but now when somebody says something that's hockey specific to me it's like okay in hockey we're focusing on ankle mobility more like knee dominance hip dominance like those are things that are very very specific to hockey that might not be as specific for certain other sports like does a baseball player use their hips as much as hockey players do i don't think so maybe they do maybe they don't but those are the types of things that you can you can start to get in the weeds on but i don't think that's necessarily appropriate when you're you know just started learning you don't have the base yet you know that's so yeah yeah so in hockey, the purpose is to train so you can perform at your best uh, for for during a game and and throughout a season, yeah. right? So uh, I just th- threw a th- few things down here. You got to work on your gas tank, which I think is number one. You agree, number one. Oh, yeah. agrees is number one. Your gas tank can I last? So if you're only doing a couple reps, short duration, if you haven't pushed yourself so that you're out of breath or you can't hold that capacity for a long time, you will not last in hockey. Not going to happen. You have to be able to last. The other thing you want to have is a base strength. Um, very, very important because you got to be strong. You got to be able to have a frame, a little bit of a frame on you. You need to have speed. You need to have agility. You need to have power. Those are all different things. Yep. You need to have uh, mobility. You need to have quickness. Then you need to be able to recover and prevent injuries. And uh, it's a lot of stuff. It's a lot of yeah. stuff. And you're not going to get that in a normal weightlifting program. No. And I, so I think that what I what I wanted to do with this is yeah. I wanted to kind of lay out like a framework for that kids can well kids or even trainers that don't really know how to address athletes specifically what they yeah. what they can do and like for me and I, I, I'm sure it's the same for you but this is just my opinion like people if they think something else maybe they think something else this is just what I think so yeah. if basically there's three there's three components that you need to focus on when you're doing and this is in the context of off-season training but just training for hockey yeah. in general first like you said capacity is number one if you can you like you need to never get tired that's that is the number one thing because if you get once you once you get tired everything starts to break down you become mentally weak yeah and this is is like the next thing yeah because and and, And your decisions are bad your decisions are bad your brain doesn't fire at the same rate you're not thinking about things properly because you're just focused on how tired you are and you're trying to preserve that's it so this is where like your form starts to break down your efficiency starts to break down though all those things start to go if you don't have that ability to maintain whatever level you're at for a long period of time so the first thing you need as a hockey player in my opinion is the capacity yeah you agree i'm I'm sure 100 percent. that's number one second thing and this is the biggest thing, actually the the capacity thing that, well, I'll, I'll get to that after, but second thing to me, most important after the capacity is like movement, integrity, injury prevention, mobility stuff is number okay. two for me. Yep. Because if your joints aren't strong, if your tendons aren't strong, if your ankle stability isn't strong, balance isn't good, yep. then again, everything is going to start to break down after that you'll be able to maintain some level of structure for a period of time but then those things are going to start to get tired you're going to start to break down you're going to start to get hurt so interesting point on that so charlie was doing an interview the other night and they asked um 
what uh, you know because the, the one person interviewing new dalton played with him in the ohl someplace mm-hmm. and um asked what's the dalton teach you anything in life like you got anything that you takeaways and he goes well i've a, a million i talked to dalton every day but one of the things he said was uh one funny one but he goes one of the things that might not seem that um that big of a deal but he said when you work out make sure you take care of yourself so that you're preventing injuries every single right. workout which you do very well in your training yeah, well, it, because this, and it's so funny, well, I will get to myself in a second, because this is why I now know this, but the, and then the third part, which people probably don't think, or maybe it's maybe a, like you were just saying before, a misconception is the strength for me. Strength is third. Yeah. So of the three, those are basically the three pillars, and then you can get into a further breakdown of speed, agility, pad, yeah. those types of things. But the yeah. three main pillars is that capacity, mobility, injury prevention type work, and yeah. then strength is third. Yeah. And if you look at the NHL or the the top, top guys in the NHL, they actually follow that, yeah, that, that type of, that type of training and for themselves. So you yeah. look at a guy like McDavid, this guy can go forever, yeah. man. He's, he can go at the end of the third period, have a, a quality rush that looks the same as it, as if it was his first shift yeah. in the first period. Yeah. There's his capacity. Yeah. We talk about injury prevention. You're looking at the efficiency of that guy's stride, how yeah. he's pushing off and yeah. the way that his, his. Uh, skating structure is like his knees are checked in his ankles are checked in his hips are in a good position like all those types of things apply to him then you look at strength is that guy that's even close to the strongest guy in the nhl not a chance not a chance so but he's strong where he needs to be strong where he needs to be but in terms of like absolute strength no not even close no. not even close no. he, he's not like a guy like reeves he's not like a guy or tom wilson where yeah. these huge mammoth men yeah. but who's dominating the league McDavid dominates the league. Yeah, 100%. so that's the rationale for why I, I weight things that in that way. The one, two, three, because yeah. the most dominant players seem to have that. In yeah, my opinion, you're 100 percent right. So the reason that I came up with this ranking too is for myself. I did it backwards. I did strength number one, capacity number two, and then mobility, injury prevention, integrity stuff, number three. Yeah, and but to be fair. If you back off 10 years, 15 years, 20 years or more, I mean, everyone needed capacity. That's why yeah. even the dumbest guys in the NHL would go for two-mile runs right. to get their mm-hmm. their hearts going. But uh, the game has changed as well. True. So if you, if you, like back when I played in the 80s and 90s, is we had guys that couldn't skate. What they did is they get a hand on your stick in you, yeah. and it so would just be that skate. battle. So it was yeah. like speed. You you still had to have speed. The better if you could skate, better off you were. But these Darian Hatchers and and yeah. you could just big guys strong. like that, they were just strong yeah. and, and no mobility. Mm-hmm. They, they they couldn't play today. Couldn't yeah. do it. And that's a total. That's a yeah. Super. So so good that's point. the difference. Is yeah. like it's so important now. So like, you know, like. I if if I wasn't up to date on things and my son was working out, I would be, you know, I would go my old school. This is what we did, mm-hmm. and we would I'd get him to run and all that stuff. But I'd get strong, son. Get strong. Get don't don't you know be built like a fire truck, like a linebacker, yeah. or not a linebacker, a running back. It doesn't work for hockey, right? Anymore. Well, and the, and the other part too is like that. I try to relate to this kid. This is kind of a, a separate tangent, but when because some of the kids like i was even talking to charlie and he's and he's because every kid does this i did it it's like oh man i'm gonna be so shredded like by yeah. the end of the summer yeah. and, and this kind yeah. of stuff and maybe you will be based that, on your body you, type yeah yeah and your ba- eating habits. yeah exactly right maybe and maybe you could be maybe you would be yeah. whatever but what if it's not necessarily good for you to be that lean 
So, exactly. so somebody like me, I'm not, I naturally hold weight. Like I can put yeah. on weight. If I need to yeah. be the biggest, strongest guy, I could do that yeah. because genetically I hold weight very yeah. easily losing weight. I can lose it. Yeah. But when I, when I get down to a certain body fat level, like when yeah. I'm pr- approaching the 8%, whatever, even a little less, like I start to not feel as yeah. good. Yeah. And it's not even necessarily that I'm, it's, because I'm in a deficit or anything eating wise, it's just at that level of body fat, I just don't feel yeah. optimal. Even if I'm eating enough, even yeah. if I'm just eating to maintain, like I just don't feel yeah. as good. Yeah. And that's another thing you need to consider. So if you're somebody who has a, their heavier set, they have a, like a, a bigger bone structure. You hold on to weight more easily. You have a higher body fat than your buddy who can run forever and never get tired. Yeah. That may not necessarily be something to do with your nutrition or training or whatever that just could be where your or your genetic set yep. point is and it's better for you to be somewhere around that level yeah that doesn't mean if you're a fat slob that that's fine that's not what that means yeah it just means you need to tailor what you're doing to to what is best for you when how do you feel and perform best yeah that's that's what the difference is and that's how you can get guys in like i saw uh uh i was watching i don't know the sports net or whatever you know it was back when anaheim was good like a long okay. time ago yeah and uh probably oh nine ten yeah something like that and i remember seeing ryan gets laugh yeah in the dressing room yeah they just had like a shot of the room whatever yeah this guy looked like an absolute milk bag yeah his arm was George, just, joe thornton's not ripped at all well and and this is this was the first time it dawned on me like oh mm-hmm. nine ten i was like oh yeah this is the first time i saw i was like why don't these guys look like the yeah. guy on the yeah front of muscle insider yeah you know yeah. his arm was like this man yeah yeah thin yeah little little twig yeah Core didn't look like it was great, even though he was probably super strong core-wise. Like, but just the look isn't there, mm-hmm. and that's a common thing that people get hung up on: is how do I? Because you look good, that means you're in shape. It's like that—that's not what that means. Yeah. For hockey, that's not what that means. You know. Well, I remember my first camp in junior, 16 years old. A guy came in, uh, spent the summer in Switzerland, I think it was, with a trainer doing hills and all these kinds of things. Like he had a, had half of a Snickers bar at the end of the summer as his reward. Mm. And he came into camp and I'm like, like six, three big. Mm. I'm like, oh, I'm a 170 at best, 16. I'm going, wow. Guy couldn't play hockey a lick. No. <laughs> couldn't play a lick. So no. it doesn't matter. Well, so, and then this is the next. So like, we, oh, can I just jump in yeah, before yeah, you go yeah, to the yeah, next? Go. The other thing I, I was going to make a point on is the mobility mm. in the piece of your second phase yeah. is that when you're young, you actually shouldn't have or pay attention to this. If you're, if you're working out and the next day you got like your back is like, you know, you're tweaking it and it's like sore or your shoulders are like, you got, you're, you're doing this and mm. you're like, it's, it's, you things are always hurting. Whatever, yeah. Um, you're probably not spending good quality time in your mobility. Right. And the point of working out is not to hurt yourself. The The point is to actually increase strength. And your your strength, you're only going to be so strong as your, you're going to be only as strong as your tendons will allow you to, and, and your mobility will allow you to. So like a simple thing, which looks like, it looks kind of hard, but it's, it's not that hard, is a Cossack squat. And if you can't do a Cossack squat properly, you should probably spend time doing that because it's your hips, it's your yeah. alignment of your upper body, it's your ankle mobility, it's all kinds of different things. And it's, it's not putting a whole bunch of weight on your back. Yeah. It's just, uh, so I would I would make sure, and guys, it might not seem like it's doing much for you, but your body will move functionally, if we can say yeah, that. Your body will move properly. 
and uh, so like maybe in an older guy, like there's certain th- movements that I go to do, like for example, Cossack squats. My left side is just so it's so much harder to get that done. Yeah. Because of, you, you know, wear and tear yeah. on my body. Yeah. I can't sink into it. My, my hip and knee do, doesn't even go out that well. So, like, how that transforms on the ice, if I am showing, which I hardly ever do, a 10 and 2 turn, because everyone likes to do yeah, 10 yeah, and 2s yeah. now. It's the way of the world. <laughs> They're effective, though. But yeah. when, I, I, when I'm going to my right side, because my left doesn't push and my hips don't open as much as they should, it's like, it's not even good. Yeah. But I notice that transformation from the gym to the ice. Right. And, you know, like, so... It's it's very important to have your hips and your knees and your ankles very mobile. Well, not that's, your ass. Well, not, that's the point of what I was. Yeah. What my issue was too, because I went strength, capacity, mobility. Yeah. yeah. And now I'm f- like four years out of playing, three yeah. years out of playing, and it's like, man, like my shoulders are always crunching. I can feel like the imbalances yeah. in my hips. I can feel the imbalances in yeah. my knees. I can feel all that stuff because I never put proper time into it. Yeah. And so it it doesn't it doesn't seem like it's important and and at the time because it's not affecting you yet yeah you don't know yet yeah but if you're going down into a squat and your knees are shaking in when yeah. you're doing the squat like your, your yeah. knees are weak your ankle yeah. mobility isn't solid like those are yeah. things that are really key for hockey and i remember being like so judgmental about when i was in my like teenage years really working out because i was just like let's go to the gym and just work man like let's oh, yeah, just yeah, push it's, it's let's work hard yeah yeah and then, let's sweat but then i would Puke. look at some of these guys that we're doing like these band workouts yeah. and this stuff. And I'm yeah. like, where's your purse? Yeah. I'm like, that's not a workout. Keep your bands in your purse. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm like, it's not a workout, man. No, but it like, is. But it is. Yeah. And so again, for me, like, I think it doesn't have to be that complicated, but I think you need a good mix of both those things. And the problem is, I think for some guys, like they go full one way or full another way where they're like mm-hmm. only about mobility and stretch and all yeah. this, and they don't ever do any work. 100%. So you can have both sides of yeah. that. So I, I don't know if you have another thing you want to throw well, in there. The but only thing I was going to say about the mobility is like, so for kids or even OHL junior guys, pro like pros, you probably got this under our app. Take that time and spend, you know, get, get your warm up in and in your mobility it's actually a lot of fun once you start getting getting yeah. going on it. It's actually fun, and you're going to build up a nice sweat. And sometimes it's actually very hard. Yeah. And you're going, but what you're going to, it pays dividends. Your body will, you'll, you're going to notice. So if you're not like me, I was like, oh god, it's embarrassing. But just doing a little bit, it does not take long to have your body start moving properly if you spend I'm talking 10, 15 minutes. Yeah. And it's it's worth its weight in gold oh, to yeah. do the mobility. I feel much better because my shoulders. Like I'm, fi- I, it's not like I'm young, but my shoulders, like they were crunching like crazy. My, my thoracic spine. Well, you remember a few years ago, my hips and my, I was, I thought it was going downhill, Yeah. you know, and then I spent time doing it. And then over the last year and a half, I've been doing more. And in the last year I've been really doing it yep. and my body moves 100% better. Yep. So if a, if a 52 year old guy can get results out of this and it's not hard, it's just patience. Yeah. It's just a little bit of patience to get through the stuff that ain't sexy. Right. And mobility work is not going to get you the chicks at the beach. But as far as hockey goes, your performance will go up and your career will actually last longer. And if you do play in the NHL, you're not going to miss games as much because mm-hmm. your body will be able to endure yeah. um, the long haul. Yeah, well, and that's the question you have to ask when you go to the gym now especially if you have something specific where like you need to be training, not just working out. You need to go there and be like, okay, hey, what am I, what am I optimizing for? 
Like, what is the point of me coming here? Yeah. And you need to ask that question. It's an important question. So I want to walk, I want to walk through a little bit, like how you can structure just a workout, especially off season, like kind of program. I'm just going to go along. That's what I was going to ask you. I said, cause if we're starting in May, it's actually, we're in May right now. Yep. And I was going to say, this is basically capacity time. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and let's walk through the summer. Yeah. So I think, uh, easy, and I'm going to try to keep it as easy as possible yeah. because there's no, like, again, you don't have to complicate things. If you just hit these kind of things, generally speaking, then you'll figure out how you can specify better and better tailor it towards you as you get older, or more developed, whatever. But the, the way that I have it broken up for this summertime, the way that we came up with was we do it in, in four phases where you have four different goals for each phase. Yeah. So keeping it super easy we're doing a month each so that's four months which is a summer perfect so you got your off season there's your there's the, the time that you have so in the first month you got to think like the off season's a long time you know you have we have four months of work so does it make sense to go right in and and do a beat down in may probably not right it's probably not the best way to do it so like we were talking about just now is you you focus on your capacity work you focus on your body preparation, joint integrity, movement integrity, structural work, yep. and then you do a bit of your strength stuff. So everything, but everything should be tailored towards that, having that capacity and being able to lift correctly. So you're preparing your body for what's going to come in the rest of the summer. You know, when things do get more intense and you start to really ramp up on the ice, off the ice and that kind of stuff. So a good way that, that you can structure this too, just like real quick in, in terms of your, your workout is have a block for doing strict straight capacity type work, whether that's you get on a bike for 10 minutes, you skip for 10 minutes, you do a combination of stuff like that for 10 minutes where you're just elevated heart rate, you keep it moving for that long. That's a great start. Yep. Then you go into your preparation type stuff where you're doing a little bit of um, like more plyometric type of things with adequate rest though. It's not supposed to be a beat down. It's just like working on making sure you have like good force absorption in your knees and your ankle stability is good. And you're working on a little bit of quickness, like those types of things. And then you can get into your, your strength and core work at the end. And that's when you, a way that I like how we structured it this and for the summer, because especially the mobility stuff, it's hard for, for kids to want to do that because you feel like you're wasting time. That's what I used to think. If I'm going to spend 25 minutes doing mobility, like I feel like I'm wasting my time, like the bang for your buck, even though it's good, it doesn't seem like it is. So the way that we just came up with that's a nice structure is you do like a three exercises per block where you'll go like a, uh, let's say you're doing a leg day. So you do a two leg movement, single leg movement, and then some kind of mobility movement. Yeah. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Within the workout. Within the workout. So you're not separate from itself. Exactly. So you're doing like a, a, let's say it's an A block where you have an A1, A2, A3, which meaning you do A1, A2, A3, then you rest. A1, A2, A3, then you rest. That's what that means. So you would do a two leg movement, single leg movement, and then some kind of mobility work where you're, now you're hitting everything you need for a hockey player. You're getting your strength on that two legged movement. Then you're so, getting so so just to break that down, yeah. a two legged movement for people because some people are yeah, true, yeah. you know they have oatmeal north of the eyebrows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, just don't know. Yeah. So two legged movement would be like a squat. Yeah. Or a deadlift yeah. or a box jump. Yeah. Those are those are your two legs. So boom, two leg movement. Then you go to your single leg because most of the stuff you're doing on the ice is going to be a single leg. You're pushing yeah. off each stride or whatever quick changes of directions, most of the force will be coming off of one leg. Yeah. So let's go with a rear foot elevated split squat. Yeah. Yes. Using one leg. Exactly. Split squat, uh, single leg, deadlift, something where you're just using one. Yeah. And then you go to your mobility stuff where you're just doing 
whatever it is, five reps each each leg. If you're doing a leg mobility type thing, or five yeah. legs, or five reps each arm. If you're doing an upper body mobility, yeah. but if you're doing a leg day, so you do your squat. Let's say your first movement, split squat for your second movement, and then your third movement you'll go to like a uh, a like a slow Cossack squat or like a uh, like a so- like a lateral lunge. That's what yeah. a Cossack, well, Cossack like a squat skaters is. lunge, yeah. skaters lunge, uh, hip lift, yeah. or something where you're doing yeah. something where you're doing like something slow no no weight not a lot of load on you and you're just working on range of motion type of stuff specific muscle exactly so actually one of the ones that we did uh we were doing yesterday that i really like is a step down yep so deceleration yeah right so you're working on and so so what a step down is is you're you're on something inclined like a box or a a plate or something it doesn't have to be super high just a few inches off the ground and you're just going from a high knee and just landing on one foot so you keep your one foot on the on the block and then you're landing on one foot so you're trying to catch yourself So you have to track through your ankle, you have to track through your knee and do it in a nice controlled way where you're slowing yep. yourself down. Huge. Yeah, and it's a really, uh, like, the, 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 a lot of people don't exp- or, uh, understand why decelerating is so important. Mm-hmm. So that's your change of direction. So if you're going hard, you've had to put the brakes on and go the other way or your lateral movements, making a move on a player and you load up on one leg, your deceleration is what's going to do the work, not your acceleration. Yep. So you want to be able to slow yourself it's like if you can think of a spring right when you're skating and if you change directions you you, you load that spring so that you can explode yeah. and you, when you do your deceleration stuff you want to be very controlled when you do right. that yeah so you should be able to jump off you know as you progress you should be able to come off like a, a six foot block let's say when you land you should be landing nice and soft yeah, on pillows. Like, like a couple yeah. like you're on pillows mm-hmm. and the better the athlete is the better that they can do that and that transfers onto your sport yeah incredibly well think about how applicable that is like you said yeah. you're, you're trying to catch yourself yes you need to be able to catch yourself yeah and all of that is all that stupid stuff that you don't yep. think is important it's all like your right. your knee joints it's your yeah. ankle joints it's mobility yep. and range of motion type stuff like all yeah. of that is so important yeah when you're doing something as quick and all those direction changes at high speeds yeah like you are in hockey that's very so, specific so just to just for people that don't have our gym mm-hmm. or they may maybe have a really shitty gym at home and they think i can't do it you can so just to take that first block that you had yeah squats okay i don't have weights what do i do squat yeah just squat just squat but you can be you can get creative you can throw something on your back or you could have dumbbells or you could hold a tire you could if you don't have that a sandbag or there's a just put something on your back or on in your hands that create a little bit of uh, resistance. Yeah. You can do that, and then if you if it's still kind of easy, do it. Res- do your your uh, deceleration or your eccentric uh, phase slowly, yeah. and then do your explosion explode up. So that would be a, a squat. If you uh, wanted to do to get to the one legged stuff, you can do skater jumps or i mean you put your foot on your back foot on a bench and you do your one-legged squats yeah. or elevated squats so you can do it anybody can do it yeah anybody you, you can, can do add it. and that's that's a great point too is yeah. you can add tempo to anything yeah right you can slow it down take three seconds to get to the bottom of your squat isn't it funny like, though when people come in and and they're they're doing bench let's say because everyone loves a good bench or a yeah. squat and they go oh man i could do it's so funny. Mm-hmm. Oh, I could uh, I could squat three fifty, no problem. They get it on there and they're going up and down. It's yeah. halfway through, yeah. and this is typical. And they're yeah, going, yeah. the the tempo isn't there. And then we we'll go, okay, hang on, let's take off these plates. Yeah. And now I want you to go down for four seconds, yeah. like literally one, mm-hmm. two, three, four. And by the time they get to the four, some of them their knees are popping out and their spleens yeah, coming out their exactly. left eye. Yeah. Because well, it's like it's so hard because you're actually working the muscles 
for time under tension. Right. And well, so and this maybe finishing up that the first block here. So this, would, this is what we said. Phase one, we're working on capacity stuff. You do that that block of three exercises. Everything that we are doing right now in in the phase of May is super high rep. Yeah. And so what I was watching the guys working out yesterday. What happens is you start to get tired, and then you start to speed up. Yeah. You start to speed up. You yep. start to speed up. And yep. so. The nice thing about speed, tempo. Spe- so what, what Eric means by speeding up means getting through it. So you're yeah. trying to get the pace out so you don't have fast to be under tension for that right. long. Right, fast reps. So yeah. what I what I say to the guys, because, again, it's not supposed to be a beat down right now. So I say make sure you're taking one second to go down, one yeah. second to go up. Nice yeah. controlled rep. And the nice thing about the tempo is it forces you to be slow and controlled. But instead of it just being uh, a strength workout, now it's you're slowing down. So you have to engage all of your knees, your joints, your hips, your ankles all of that stuff needs to be controlled yeah so you're getting indirect work on those stability muscles all those yeah. little things that you need especially for when you're skating you get all of that when you mm-hmm. slow things down and you're doing mm-hmm. it in a controlled way yeah so that's especially when it's super high rep when you're going to be gassed and you're forced it forces you to still hold that integrity as you're doing your yeah. rep down and up right so even if it's something as simple as a squat where it's just two legs seems like there's nothing to it you do 12 to 15 reps because that's what we're doing for ours. 12 to 15 yeah. reps, everything, or 10 to 12 of everything, mm-hmm. and go with tempo. One down, one up. Yeah. One down, one up. And it forces yeah. you to, to stabilize yourself till the very end when you're yeah. gassed, when you're running out of juice and your heart's yeah. firing at rep 13, yeah. you know? So yeah. that's that's what that the whole goal of that first that first month is, right? Yeah. yeah. So uh, did you have anything else for that for the first one? No. Uh, so again, if you don't have weights and you don't have stuff at home, just – you know you don't cap yourself out at 12 because if you don't have the weights you go more you just right. go till you're like really tired yeah for sure you, know? yeah, don't you feel lactic acid in your uh in your in your legs and then yeah back off yeah so uh going to the second phase of that now where so this would be june so the month of june yep. let's say so you got yep. four weeks so you got four yep. weeks of each right and i keep for me like i keep the workouts we do four days a week and i keep the workout the same for all four weeks yep. so you have time to see a progression on yep. yourself i'm not a big fan of this is my personal opinion I, I don't i'm not a big fan of changing everything every week like i like you'd be able to see for a period of time whether it's two four weeks to be able to see some progression before you switch everything yeah now there's 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 different people it's like so we're talking for the purpose of not being a pro right now mm. and but even even then your body some people when they become olympic athletes or they become high high high-end athletes and they got the best trainers in the world and they do actually muscle samples and the blood tests and they know everything about your body some people do actually adapt to a change every time they work out but you do want your muscles to have some memory and to to develop some neural pathways and so yeah i would you stick at your pattern for a little while and learn how to do it properly and master it yeah and that's why i like that because at least for for four, if you're tracking, because most like I make the guys track what they're what weights they're using and that kind of stuff, so you get to see some progression in what you're doing. You get to feel yourself if you're doing the if you do the same mobility exercise twice a week for four weeks, you'll get to see. Hey, I feel like I'm stabilizing better, and that's just yeah. a nice mental yes. thing to have. So yes. that's why I prefer. Very that. important. I agree. So, but yeah, it, that's it and it's be, nice to see like, like a kid say, okay, I've, I've spent four weeks doing this, and I actually my squat did go from 135 pounds with really good form to exactly 155 yeah. and I feel stronger and better. Right. So it's, it's a, it's a, it's a reward. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah, exactly. That's exactly what I was gonna say. We'll yeah. give them a bit of a reward by the yeah. end of their phase. Right. So then we go to the second phase and we're doing just like kind of raw strength in our, our second phase, yeah. but what we are never getting rid of for all four phases, but we're never getting rid of the capacity work. Yeah. We're never getting rid of the body oh, preparation, integrity, yeah. 
type of work that you're doing at the start. Yeah. So same thing at the start, you're going 10 minutes, whatever of some kind of capacity work where your heart is elevated, whether you want to go run for 10 minutes, bike, whatever yeah. combination, keep your yeah. heart rate up for 10 minutes. And we're talking up, up, yeah, like up. I, people don't know what numbers mean, but like one, 140 to 170 heart rate, which yeah. would be like you're maintaining 80, 80%. 85, it, yeah. maybe 85, maybe yeah. a bit high, but around 80% yeah. capacity, you're yeah. maintaining that yeah. for the whole time. And 80% would be of what like your perceived effort. So whatever a hundred percent is like, I'm not saying like a hundred percent of like a one rep maximum of what you can do. Yeah. I'm saying like 80% of I'm trying 80% yeah. of what I could try yeah. today. Yeah. That's kind of what that means. Yep. Then after that, you're doing your same kind of prepar body preparation type stuff. So maybe a little bit of plyometrics, a little bit of uh, like speed work, whether it's like sprint starts or, or that kind of stuff. Then you go into your strength now. So this is where we start to drop the reps a bit and get into a little bit heavier loads. Yep. But this is another thing that I wanted to touch on too today is, is strength training for hockey. Like, uh, And I, I want you to talk about this too, is going somewhere towards like a one rep max like training at super, super low rep for me. Like I, that's not something that I subscribe to really. Like, I don't think it's necessary. I don't think there's a point to it. And I just think you're just asking find, to hurt yourself. Yeah. I was just going to say, I just find if you, it's, you have to have the confidence that you can do it. Yeah. Number one. So if you're, if you're like, I mean, we're talking a lot of leg stuff cause we're hockey players, you need your legs. So it is really impressive if you can, one rep max, 500 pounds. I, I mean, that's a lot of weight. Yeah. I, well, obviously. <laughs> I'm exaggerating here. But if you're like, so a young guy, if you're getting 250, 300 pounds on a, on a bar and you can do it for one rep, it's, it's good. But you're going to have to ask yourself or the trainers have to be right on top of, did you do it properly? Yeah. And if you do one little thing off that tweaks your back, tweaks a knee, tweaks an ankle, it's not worth, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Yeah. So I like to take it for sure down to like three to four reps where you're, you're, you're not, you're not have to be totally 100% focused and mm -hmm. potentially dangerous. Yeah. Yeah. I well, just, I don't know. I, I, you don't, you, the bottom line is you only, ha you, you only have to be so strong anyways. You need to be as strong as you can, yep. but you don't have to push the limits of your absolute strength. Well, and this is, this is the point, right? Like, so we're There's training, no we're training for hockey. Yeah. We're not training for you to go to the Olympics and try to clean a one rep max. Like that's right. not why we're training. Yeah, so you're a strong man. Or, yeah. So you don't. Or a lineman on the line that has to get right. up, or you know, an offensive line that has to get up quick and block yeah. a guy like fast and hard. Exactly. It to last a second. For one second, exactly. That's it, it, not what we do. Yeah. So it's not. It's not a. I don't think it's a necessary component right. of of what a good off season training program should right. have. Like and if like you were saying, if you're gonna go for a one rep max, like you better be sure like. You got people there watching, making sure yeah. you're doing it okay. You have safety measures in place so you're not hurting, especially for the young guys that they're so excited to see how much they can lift and, and yeah. whatever. And you're just you're just asking for something to, to go wrong. So yeah. I just don't think it's a necessary thing. But yeah. but so for that second phase, you're going now in that strength block, you're kind of going lower, lower the reps down. So for me, we're working somewhere between still like around eight reps for strength. I'm not even going lower than that. Yeah. And then you're pairing that with some kind of like contrast stuff where you're doing some kind of explosive move. Yeah. So you'll go nice, like for example, you have a squat and then you go right from a squat to like a box jump yeah. where you're going slow squats, good tempo. And this one, I'm slowing it down. I'll give them, make them go like for a two second down or whatever, yeah. and then go to do five box jumps. Yeah. Nice, quick, boom, yeah. explosive. Yeah. And then, and then at the end, you're still finishing off with like a little bit of, of your core stuff or a yeah. little bit of a finisher Tabata interval, whatever at the end. Yeah. So basically what you're doing there is when you're when you're doing the strength piece where your weight's a little bit heavier and you're doing a slow tempo, 
as hockey players, we want to be able to turn that back on to fast. So that's what the contrast is, is to not to, because you never want to make ourselves slow. So the contrast training, what that simply means is that when you squat, you've, you've, you've exhausted those muscles, but then we go to a, like a split jump, you know, 10 split yeah, jumps or box jumps or quick feet stuff that to, to, to tell your body or your brain and your muscles to say, okay, fast again. Right. So you've, and, and they're tired fast. So it's, and think about, think about why that makes sense too. Right. But I know you know this, but the, on the ice, that's exactly what happens. You're yeah. exhausted, yeah. but then loose puck yeah. and you got to get it to get it out of your end. Yeah. Got to go quick. Yeah. So that's kind of why that contrast thing is appropriate for, yeah. for athletes, but hockey in particular. Yeah. So that's how you would go for just obviously very general framework for like a second phase. So that would be like your month of June. Right. And then do you have anything else to put up for that, for this, that strength? Yeah. Part? Just like guys as hockey players, they listen, it's, it's the hardest thing to do, especially when you're young. Don't worry about your weight. Yeah. Like worry about, no, no. Improve your weight. Like you should be striving that every time you work out, you're adding some weight. If you're providing, you're doing it properly, mm-hmm. but we're not talking ridiculous amounts. We're talking percentages. Yeah. And Charles Poliquin had a rule of thumb that every workout, if you train properly, you should be able to put four to 5% more weight on. Mm-hmm. You should be four to 5% more stronger. Yeah. So you're looking at progressively getting stronger, but not ridiculously, but your strength is, it doesn't matter. It, it, it doesn't matter how, how heavy the bar is or how heavy your the absolute strength does not matter. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It doesn't matter. Absolute meaning the total amount you can lift. It yeah. doesn't matter. Your, no. your relative strength is important. Like how yeah. much can you lift relative to your size? And then in proportion to other people that are around you yeah. in terms of you battling with them. Yeah. If you have that in check, like, man, there's some guys that I played with, like my, my one buddy I talked about, the nature guy, he's substantially shorter than me, weighs substantially less in the gym, doesn't lift a ton of weight. Yeah. Not even close actually. Right. This is one of the strongest guys. He was one of those guys where you go hit him in the corner and you're yeah. like out of breath. Yeah. Like it knocks the wind yeah. out of you to hit him because just core strength is so is so there. His center of gravity can get so low and really explode into you. Yeah. That is that's the kind of strength that's important. It's not the the weight that you have on the bar. So it's really easy to get caught up on that though because yeah. I know I did that a ton. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Yeah, and you know what the guys at school and here's so the other side of this is that. When you go, it's so different, right? So different. This is so different. Charlie and I were having a conversation about then, and with mom the other day about, uh, you know, his his friends are changing. Not changing, just he can't hang out with his old friends anymore. Not because he doesn't want to, but it's because it's not productive anymore, right? It just doesn't line up. It's a, yeah, it doesn't line up. And it's actually same. in a book I'm reading. It's like what happens on on your route to success or on your route to a goal, it's a limiting because you don't have time to, to waste and stuff, but I wasn't going exactly there. I was, what I was saying on this is that when, when, when you're actually a performance athlete looking for results, like if you go to a normal gym or your buddies at school might be getting, you know, some of them might be taking some needles to look big and stuff and they're training in a whole different way. Mm -hmm. So, you know, it's a lonely road. It's a lonely road, man, to get to the top. It's lonely because you're different. A lot of these guys will be looking at, you know, and, and you'll be sitting at the thing going, yeah, but yeah, you know, we're talking about weights, how much you bench, how much of this, and it's like the cool thing to talk about, yeah. but it has nothing, absolutely nothing to do with your life at all. Well, and they, it's funny because right? they, they come in and they're, they're always talking or mentioning guys that uh, they think are like taking juice or they're taking yeah. SARMs yeah, 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 or like something yeah. like that. And they, they don't even know what the stuff is or what it does or whatever, but it's just the, it's just the ego, man. It's yeah. just the, who's the biggest guy at yeah. school. And that's, yeah. that's 
uh, a thing that it'll and it'll be in your head. It was still in it was in my head all through high school. Like you want to be a big, strong, ripped yeah. guy. Yeah. But you have to keep in mind like what is the goal again, yeah. right? And it comes back to what you always talk about with purpose. Like what are you trying to do? Yeah. Actually. Are you just trying to be the biggest and the strongest in the gym and look the best and yeah. have the most abs and whatever? Or are you trying to be really good at hockey? Which thing are you trying to do? That's right. And that's what you need to keep in mind when you're yeah. when you're doing these workouts. So if you're not going for your one rep max squat, like you shouldn't be don't be mad at your trainer, don't be mad at your program or think your program yeah. sucks or whatever because you don't get to see how much you can squat. That's it's right. It's like you have to keep it in context of what you're trying to do. That's right. And that's a huge difference, like you're saying, between yeah. what the what kids are doing here yeah. and there. But um, yeah. so no, I'm done with that piece. Okay, so then third yeah. third phase, two more. So this would be July now. Yeah. So now we're starting to get closer to when we're really starting to get on the ice or preparing for training camp or whatever. Yeah. So we got two months before training camp basically. Yeah. So now we're starting to take that strength and we want to apply it to some more dynamic type movements, athletic movements. So the way that we have it structured, again, we're not getting rid of the capacity work. We're not getting rid of the integrity movement type stuff, speed work at the beginning of the workout. So you got your 10 of your capacity, your 10, 15 of your structure type stuff and quickness movement type stuff. Then you go into your strength block again. So reps are going to stay somewhat low, still around like six, eight reps, still keeping it low. And then we're pairing those with like athletic specific type movements, right? So things that when you talk about functional, like moving functionally, like that's what we're talking about. So when you do a squat, it's not that a squat isn't a functional movement, but it's like you can't, you're not doing a strict squat on the ice ever. Like yeah. that's not what you're doing. You're yeah. going to be in a squat type type position, but yeah. not exactly that. Yeah. So this is where you'll pair something like a squat with like a skater lunge with load now though. Yeah. So you're doing a dynamic movement that has load with it. So that, or something like a sled push, something where you're forced to move athletically, use your athleticism with a strength movement. So this is, again, could be a contrast type thing, or you could slow it down and do something that's more, uh, uh, more static, whatever, whatever yeah. it is, but pairing those two types of things. So a strength movement, something that's, that's heavier, and then putting it with something athletic, where it could be a land, like, uh, like a landmine, like a split jerk with yeah. a landmine or a twisting press with a landmine yeah. or some, something like that. Yeah. And those are those, those, that's the same kind of, that's the same kind of thing as you were doing in the previous phase with the contrast, but now you're making it more athletic, get your athleticism up now. So all this stuff we've been working on the whole summer where you're working on your joint integrity, your movement quality, all that. Now we're applying it, applying it to something with under load when you're tired under those kind of circumstances. Yeah. And then same thing, you're finishing off again with your, some kind of interval stuff now where you're getting a little bit more, a little bit more intensity to yep. the end of the workout. So yep. that's that's kind of what uh, yep. that third phase would be in July. I don't know if yep. you have anything to throw on. No, I don't. That, that's pretty self-explanatory. Yep. You're just doing things heavy. Yeah, perfect. So then last phase real quick. Now we're getting into the season type type mentality where we got to get get ready for camp. So now it's about intensity because intensity is the name of the game when you're, when you're actually playing in the yep. game. Everything's going to be high, hard. So now what we're going to do is we're going to taper back the strength work and the actual in the gym, like lifting type yeah. stuff. And we're going to be ramping up that, the capacity intensity work that you're going to be doing, whether it's uh, sprinting or uh, at the track on the hill, a lot of running stuff is basically what, what it's going to turn into. So yeah. what we do is we taper back from four days a week till two days a week in the, in the gym lifting. So it's going to be like a pull day and a push day. And then on your Monday and Friday, you're doing a hill day and a track day. So your, your maintenance work on your Tuesday, Thursday, the lifts, again, a little bit of capacity, but now you're doing tapering way back on the intensity, like the strength stuff. Now we're just going for maintenance. Like we just want to maintain what we built. 
but we're still keeping the integrity, working on our injury prevention type of stuff, doing that for two days a week. But the focus of that phase, and this would be August now, would be the Monday, Friday, where you're trying to go hard, fast, quickness, right? So yeah. if we did like a hill day on a Monday, do some, do, go do some hill sprints, right? Where you're going five yards, 10 yards, 15 yards, 20 yards, whatever, ramp it up, doing different types of starts. Start from an athletic position, bursting up, take a good rest, burst up, take a good rest. Same thing at the track. You're working on some changing directions, but all under that that quickness sprinting yeah. type of stuff. And uh, and then obviously keeping the, the capacity work up where you're doing like a tempo, some some kind of tempo run or something to finish off or to start. Yeah. So the only thing I'll say before I throw it over to you again for that is making sure when you're starting to go into that higher intensity, close to sprint type stuff, make sure you're ready to start doing that type of work. Don't just show up at the track and go right into your sprints. Like you want to make sure you're doing a good warm up. You're nice and loose. Your joints are loose. Your all your muscles are nice and loose. You have worked into your range of motion in your hips, ankles, all that. So you're not tweaking something. Yeah, for, you for want to reason. be really warmed up for really this warm. stuff. Like really yeah. warmed up because you, when you go from cold to to uh, um, like a all out sprint, that's bad things could happen. You got your Achilles, you got your ankles, you got your hamstrings, yeah. you got little tears can happen. So you want to be warmed right up. And um, when you're doing quality sp- speed work like that. Make sure that you have a sufficient time. You want to be fresh yeah. when you're doing this. You don't want to be, when you're doing the speed work, uh, when you're working on speed, you're working on speed. So it's mm-hmm. a short quality of time that you want to be able to put 100% of your effort in. So mm-hmm. if you're coming back and it's, you know, you do a sprint and then you come back and you're still out of breath and stuff, no. No, no, yeah, it's no, not no, time. No, no, well, no. and that's a really good point. It's yeah. not a beat down. It's not, no. this isn't like a capacity. It, it actually thing. seems weird. Right. Like, so for a contrast to that is that like guys at, at gyms, like in the old bodybuilding world, I could never work out like that because they'll do like absolutely like, uh, when they're, when the hypertrophy stuff, like they'll work out and they'll do their reps and rest literally for five minutes. Yeah. I couldn't work out like that. Yeah. But when you're doing the quality speed work, you're actually, your rest ratio to work is, is. It seems like, well, when do I get to do the work? But the, the work is in the quality. Yeah. When I think normally the, for when you're doing sp- like speed, to, like if you're trying to get fat, like that is such a common question. I get, how yeah. do I get faster? Like how do I get, how do I get more quickness? Like how yeah. do I improve my takeoff speed? Like yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah. You need the rest to do that. Yeah. It's not a beat down. It's not no. the same as doing a capacity where you're That's maintaining right. and you're going to feel like you have to throw up at the end. That's not the point of it. It's not supposed to be crazy, a crazy intensity thing. Yeah. It's supposed to be intense for the time you're going, Yes. but your rest is supposed to be adequate. So if a common range they'll give is like, like people that have studied this stuff will give like a one to four to a one to eight work to rest ratio, right? So that means if you're going for a five second sprint, if it takes you five seconds to run whatever amount of meters, you should be resting for like 20 seconds. That's what you want to be doing. So by the time you get back, sit, like you have to let it marinate, get yourself ready to go so you can be 100% output on that and then the other thing i was going to say just as i'm saying 100 percent output yeah when you're doing sprint work for me i always like to take a hair off the top of that too like i never say 100 percent. i'll always say like like 90 maybe a 95 but always taking just a touch off the top because that's another one of those things like a one rep max like i don't think it's necessary if you're not properly warmed up if you one little thing you know hockey players and not just hockey players athletes people um I'm the worst for it. If I got something wrong with me, I try to muck through it no oh, matter yeah. what. Oh, yeah. And when Same. you're doing something as high, um, as hard as um, a speed work, 
if you've got a little tweak somewhere and you think you're going to muck through it, that might be the worst thing you've ever done in your life. Yeah. So, yeah, so you, yeah, I, same with me when I sprint. I don't go, I don't think I can go 100 anymore. Yeah. <laughs> but I know that I'm going to go hard where it's like I'm pushing hard, but like if someone's racing beside me and they got a little on me, I'm not. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to push. Yeah, because it's, it's one of those just, things that I'll hurt myself. I don't think it's worth it. I told I you, the one guy it. that did it with me, right? Yeah, I remember. The guy. Came to the track, yeah. He was a track guy, too, and he wanted to run with me. Oh, that'll be cool. And I said, dude, I'm not. When you said he hadn't run in like 15 years No, or no, he's ran. Like He did some running. He kept himself a little bit of shape. Like He ran, but it's it's not the same, and it's yeah, like when and you're not going to be the, not the to top, be top 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 end, right? And not to be Joe, freaking hero here, but I'm in good shape. Yeah, and like I'm like, dude, you're just gonna jump in on sprints. So like, after two or three, he goes, ah, oh, let's let's go, and I'm like, dude, don't. And yeah. he snapped her. Yeah, yeah. And I felt bad for him, but I mean, well, that, that's why that stuff's important. <laughs> but that's why for my my philosophy is like that though, because I don't think it's necessary no. that you're going absolutely all out in training. Like I don't think that's necessary to do to get the result that you need. That's just my opinion I, on I, it. I, I agree with you. Yeah. I agree with you. Yeah. I, 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 like, again, the juice isn't worth the squeeze. Yeah, like, exactly. So you you hit your fastest pace ever, but you don't have a hamstring for the next six yeah. months. Great. Well, yeah, and you're because you're not. we're not doing this for you to be yeah. a runner. Yeah, like it's you're like not a fighter, for, right? You're yeah. not going into sparring to actually yeah, get smacked yeah, okay, in the head. You, okay, I fight, I'm fighting Conor McGregor next week, but you, I want you to hit me as hard as you can, as often as you yeah. can. Kick me in the balls yeah. if you want. Let's I do like a, that. Yeah, let's do like, a real fight. Let's do a full-on <laughs> yeah. fight yeah, to prepare. It, you used to it, but it's yeah. like you go just a little bit under. Yeah, for sure. So that, yeah. that kind of wraps up kind of what the, the point of – so just like as a summary, you go – we have a four-month, four phases. Yeah. One one month you're going capacity, high rep, high, higher, higher, higher rep. Work on getting your ticker up, working on the integrity of your movements. Then you're going to more of a raw strength – dynamic strength and then finishing the summer off yeah. in the fourth month with yeah. some more intensity stuff and that should get you set to go yeah. to your training camp and whatever so i hope that was helpful no it's very helpful it's very framework. good I think, I think it was a good framework for people and then I, I would just add to that like when you when you're uh, and i think i've done this before but when you take the skills on the ice because it's important we're hockey players not track athletes or yeah. bodybuilders so we have to get ourselves on the ice too so break my phases up real quickly here it's May right now, so once the season is over and you got April, May, and there needs to be a time to cool the jets a little bit. But when you're going to train, you're training with a purpose again. The first month, like so let's say May to June, and even parts of June, you're you're working on technical stuff. Yeah. To go out there and do a beat down is absolutely pointless. Your body's already beat down from the winter time. Mm-hmm. So I know there's a different year for a lot of people, but this is how it should be anyways, is you're working on your stick handling and skating technique and mechanics you're shooting mechanics and technique uh it's a slower pace but it's like your brain is involved as much as your Thinking body about is. It, yeah. yeah then as you go into june june-ish july-ish you're, you're going to start picking a little bit of more pace up but you're still doing skill work skill work has a little bit more pace you might even be including some fun cross ice or some some scrimmaging or whatever you want to call it um that would be important but then once you get into july and august the, the technical stuff is kind of gone. Now you're going game pace right. uh, as much as you can and a, few, a little bit more frequent with the uh, with the games. And then as you're getting into camp, it's like basically zero skill work except for a little bit of, you know, the warm-up drills or maybe once a week you're doing some good skill stuff. But at that point, it really isn't needed and you're playing game-like and trying to get up, yeah. as, uh, get up in, in game shape as right. much as possible. It's pretty much that simple. Yeah, for sure. But okay. the hard part, the hard part, is for people to slow it down 
Yeah. Because there's a misconception that if you're not sweating real hard and out of breath that you're not doing anything, but it's totally wrong. Mm -hmm. Right? It's like the prep work. It's like you have to do the mobility work and the hockey prep work. So it's the same as on the ice. Slow it down. Let your brain and your muscles sort things out learn about each other again mm-hmm. and get good and, and, and have that deliberate practice so your skill level goes up. And then as the months go on, that the pace of it goes up and you're doing things at high, high speed. Yeah. But work on, on technical stuff. It's a time to work on your weaknesses. Well, and one of the things that I remember Dalton was saying when he was on here, one of the problems, well, if you asked him if he could go back and do it again, what would he change or what would he do? And, and he said, like, nothing really because I did what I thought was right at the time. But knowing what he knows now, he wouldn't overtrain, yep. which is an interesting thing to say, right? So nobody nobody says, like no trainers ever say you should be going top speed or 100% output seven days. Like no one says Not that. Not a good trainer. Yeah, no one ever says that. Right. And you shouldn't. Right. So that doesn't mean you shouldn't do something every day because you can do that, yep. but you have to have some intelligence about what you're doing. So if you have four days a week where you got some intense, intense, intense work, you have three other days where you can slow down and maybe focus more on like more technical things That's right. or you can focus more on movement quality yep. or, or things that are like low rep, low load yep. where you're focusing on making sure yep. your knees are steady or really focusing yep. on your stick handling technique. Right. Like those are, that's where that kind of plays in. So what I wanted to wrap into that too is a point of confusion a lot of times, especially for the young guys going into like junior when they have a lot of camps and tryouts is how do you prioritize off season in the gym training versus off season on the ice training. J- sorry, during the season? No, off season. Okay. So in the off season, so, so like for the guys we got here, they have their off season program that they okay. need to be doing in the gym. Yeah. So that means four days a week, I need them to be in the gym and I need mm. them to be ready to work out in the mm. gym. But if they have the choice to go skate four times that week as well, yeah. how do they balance? Like how do they prioritize which thing they should be they should be uh, they should be focused on yeah. or where they should put most of their effort. Yeah. So I want to get your thoughts because I have my own yeah, opinion. Here's, here's my thoughts. Ahead. First of all, you have to be intelligent. This is something I say all the time. Mm-hmm. Is don't just go get ice to get ice. Yep. Don't go train with someone just to train someone. So what I would say is, yeah, your off ice is as or more important because you need to get in proper shape. This is caveat that you want to go somewhere with hockey if right. you know and you have something to, that you're shooting for. Uh, always yeah, it's always that's, so that you got to understand yeah. that. If not, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But so your off ice is important, but so when you go to train with someone or you're going to get ice, it absolutely needs to be at a slower pace. That's it. Yep. It's very that's it's that simple. So if your trainer's got 17,000 different toys on the ice and it's go 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 cuz that's what most people do and they're like yelling at you to go harder and go harder. You're not accomplishing. You're defeating the purpose in the gym. Yep. So what you're doing is you're you're exer- you're having an exercise in futility. You're driving yourself nuts. You know you're 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 not going to get. You're going to burn out. Game. You're going to burn out. You're not going to get ahead of the game. Yeah. So uh, part of part of you know it's an old saying that um, I forgot how it goes. <laughs> no, I don't. I was just thinking of what it is. I've got a couple of these, but you know if you give a guy, um, tell a guy to chop a tree down. I think Abel or Abraham. <laughs> I think it's Abraham Lincoln that said this. Okay. <laughs> if you give me four hours to chop a tree down, I'm going to take, or yeah, I'm going to take three hours to sharpen the axe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, huh? No, no, it's true. Like yeah. the prep work, like the prep work. And the other thing I said the other day is keep the main thing the main thing. The main thing is to keep the main thing the main thing. 
And when it comes down, you have to look at your seasons like this and you have to prioritize what's the most important thing. Your off-season, you have to get in the proper shape and then your your hockey should coincide with that. And the way we've got ours laid out is if you're skating with us, it's exactly that. You're going to work real hard right now in the gym. Um, and then if, if we're on the ice, which we aren't, we would be on the ice doing more technical stuff. Yeah. And it, it, it works together. Yeah. And then as we go to the next month, it's going to just change a little bit, match up, and so that you're ready to go. Yeah, that's, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. For our visual learners, I think it starts kind of like gym in terms of the importance, gym, ice. Yeah. So when you're right out of your season, you take your time off, and as you start to get back in training, like yeah. I think the gym stuff is the priority yeah. in terms of where most of your F physical effort goes into. That doesn't mean you neglect on the ice, like focusing yeah. on your technical work. That's not what that means. But in terms of your output of how much effort you're giving physically to the task, yeah. more goes to the gym than to the ice. Yeah. And then as the summer progresses, it starts to switch where by August you're prioritizing your on ice intensity yeah. as opposed to the, the workout intensity. I got a statement or a comment or something as well. Mm -hmm. Because it's a weird year. And most people would uh, would say that, yeah, okay, but I haven't really played a lot of hockey this year. Ontario, we're talking about, it's pretty much North America. You haven't played a lot, so would would you say go and play games? Or would you say maintain this schedule? So I'm not stupid, but I'm not that smart. <laughs> I like saying it like that. Uh, but no, but of course, if you have a chance to go play some hockey right now, out of pure passion, yeah. go play games. Yeah, go fun. Go have some fun, dudes. Like, yeah. go have a blast. You need to go get that out of your system. But having said that, a lot of people think Zach Zach Cassian told me this. He goes, you know, Andy, all these years, I always thought that um, maybe I was doing it wrong. Like, you know, the uh, go go get into play scrimmages and all that stuff. He goes, but you know what? Like, the, the shit that we do, the the skill work. Like, it gets you back in shape. It takes me about two two days to get back in, not NHL game shit, but to get the feel to play in a game. Yeah. It's all the little things that make all the difference in the world. So I'm, I'm going to say to the kids, because my son was worried about it, and I was worried for him and all the kids. It's like, okay, so if you're going to be off, like in this COVID thing, there was four months. They, they were off the ice for four months. It's a long time. But I, I look at it, I told them, I said, there's guys that get injured that are off for six, nine, 12 months, yeah. and they come back and they're pretty good hockey players still, or you would know the difference. Yeah. When I played hockey, we didn't have ice from uh, uh, April till August. It's a long time without ice, yeah. and it turned out to be just fine. If you if you do athletic stuff like off the ice, it's going to be good, but you're going to catch up. My point is you're not going to fall behind unless you do nothing. Right. You, you uh, so my son was going through the thing this year, and he was a little worried. So when he came back the first time, Eric Wellwood hadn't seen him skate, I don't think ever. So he was on the ice, and he heard my son's a really good player. Well, he went on; he grew a couple inches. So he was like hitting the six foot mark, and he was doing really athletic stuff. He went on the ice, and I even went, "Oh my god, he's terrible! Like he's not a good skater right now." He looked like his body was like, "I'm like, what the hell?" And I was pretty sure it would straighten itself out and stuff and it did yeah for it was sure. like a, two weeks later he started getting it back and by but within a month he was as good well no he was twice the hockey player he was at when he finished the season mm. and everybody will be the same way yeah so as much as you want to get back on the ice and it's gonna i uh, get it 
but you don't have to go crazy because it's going to come back. Yeah. It's going to come back. Well, it was even like, like I said a few episodes ago, I was talking about when I have to jump on the ice to do a session training. Yeah. Like in, I haven't played, actually played in three or four years now. Right. And I have all, I have all of it. I can still shoot. I can yeah. still stick handle. I can still skate. So it's not oh, yeah. like it's going to go away. Yeah. You know, even so. for me, if like I'm like an old ma- old man, if I'm off, like I'm gonna be off for a month and a half. Yeah, on being on yeah, the ice. Seriously, if I go on there and it's like a couple minutes and then yeah. it's like trying to back at it, yeah, not, not sure. a big deal. Yeah, it's baked so, into like, your brain, you know. Yeah, so you're gonna be fine. Um, and don't neglect like keep the first things first. And yeah. and, and if it's for you, if, like guys, like obviously for you, if you just want to play hockey to have fun, and the the and you're just hoping for the best. If something comes out of it, something comes out of it. That's one thing. Yeah. But if you're actually sitting there and you say, I've got some talent. I think I can play in the OHL or get my school paid for. I want to be a pro. You have to do it the right way. And you will be fine. You will be fine. Yeah. There's no, like the biggest thing that people do is they, they look and I've just seen this all the time. This guy is doing that. Andy told me this or Zach Cassian told me this, but that guy's doing that. I got to do what he's doing or else yeah. he's going to get ahead. He's not. He's going to, I'm telling you, he's going to burn himself out. I've yeah. seen it. Thousands of times. Yeah, for sure. Not a hundred times. Thousands, thousands of times. Yeah. No no exaggeration. Yeah. People think they're right and they're not right. Yeah. And it's hard, man, because it's hard to taper back and think like less is more sometimes, you know, but. It's hard for, like, I told you this, right? When, when, uh, cause you gave me some good advice and, um, cause I've got that mentality more and more and more and more. It's never enough. Yeah. And you were, you were when you said you should probably do more cardio now and just do less lifting, but still lift spend your bulk of your time and i'm like mm. so i felt like i wasn't doing nearly as much but my results were better yeah huh that's yeah, funny weird well, well it's because fu- it's funny when you listen to people that are really knowledgeable they yeah. they talk about like lifting three times a week four times a week not seven not yeah. 12 times a week know. you know? know so it's a funny three, four hours a week yeah that's it you know it's just know. funny and then so last thing i'll say wrapping up here too is uh with all this stuff on ice off ice training everything you have to make sure that you prioritize your recovery you have to make sure you prioritize your recovery because, and w- like, what does that mean? Obviously we talked about a million times, eat properly, sleep properly. When it's your downtime, make it your downtime. And maybe that extra skate with your buddies on a Friday night at 10 when they rent the ice, maybe that's not a best, the best it's idea. It's not, you know, getting the extra skate early Saturday morning before you have to go work out, maybe not the best idea. Yeah. So, so, you know, try to have a schedule for yourself and try to stick to it and be disciplined about it. The more disciplined you can be, and staying on top of that, the the better off you're going to be when you're training. Just an addition to your last point. So yeah. I got a last point. Yeah, yeah. Then if you have a last point, just let me know. <laughs> okay. Charlie, one of his interviews, uh, his they laid out the schedule, and the team starts every single day at seven. Seven in the morning. They start the day. It's not at wake the rink. up at be seven. At, be at the rink yeah. at seven. Might have been seven thirty, yeah, but yeah. I'm pretty sure it was seven. Yeah, whatever. It's early. Okay. Yeah. Every day, lift after games. Okay. And uh, it's intense. Great. But I was talking to Charlie last night. I said, okay, son, are you, are you happy? If that's where they, if that's who drafts you, are you glad that we've uh, built a lifetime of going to bed at a decent time? Because I guarantee you some kids to be performing at seven o'clock or seven 30 in the morning, going to be a tough go. Yep. So these habits of going to bed and at, at a decent time, it wasn't cool maybe oh, when your buddies are over, yeah. but it's cool now if you get drafted to that team and it's like, yeah, no big deal. I'll get up at six because I've been doing it for the last yeah, 10 no years of my life yeah. and I'm 16. Yeah. So it's just a good habit, guys, to get your sleep. In fact, last night 
I was, uh, I had to stay up another 20 minutes with my family. So it was 9.15 and I had to stay up till, because we had a reason, like, I'm not going to explain it. Yeah. You know, it's embarrassing. No, <laughs> no, it was just one of those things I had to, I couldn't, yeah. I couldn't be an asshole and say, okay, I'm going to bed. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I had to stay up. So my mind, and this is what happens, my mind, I was sitting there going, uh, I'll just grab a little snack now. So I said, Charlie, do you want, and it was light. And so it was one of your, one of those, uh, rice cakes, no nutritional value, by the way. Yeah. And I threw some uh, natural peanut butter on it, fat, which is not bad, but it was not necessary. Not necessary. And if I, so right. if I would have went to bed at my normal time, I wouldn't have had those extra calories for no reason. But the reason I had those calories was simply because I was bored and tired. twitchy and tired and my, uh, leptin or ghrelin, ghrelin, ghrelin levels said go eat go eat go eat you should eat something mm-hmm. out of boredom so it's just another reason why you need to get your sleep because you're going to put keep the stupid calories off yep well and especially when you're if you are in a program that's really demanding like that yep. where it's super intense on ice and off ice yeah it's going to be real easy to slip into bad habits because mentally you're yep. drained you yep. know so you have to stay on top of that kind of stuff yep. otherwise you can have the best program ever, but if you get five hours of sleep a night, yeah. you're not going to see any results, you know? So yeah. that recovery piece is huge. Yeah, it's like, you know, if you you never, after a workout, you never sit there and you go, damn, that was stupid. Like, I shouldn't have done that. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have worked out today. Yeah. You never say that. You're always like, glad I worked out. And it's the same thing with sleep. If you have a good night's sleep and you wake up refreshed, you never say, ah, you know, what an idiot I am. Yeah. I should have just, should have stayed up till two and test, push the, push the limits and... <laughs> you know, drag my ass in today. Yeah. That would have been a good idea and not be sharp at all. Right. Yeah. It's like, it's a discipline of getting to bed to recover. Like yeah. recovery is huge, man. Yeah, it's huge. 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 The, the, the bunch of books that I've been reading lately, Bill Robinowski, I put that on the podcast not mm-hmm. too long ago. He figured that out really early sleep and recovery. And as you become an athlete, you're going to hear those terms more. So this will help the whoop. It'll yeah. help you understand your body work. And we've got quite a few kids jumping on the wagon now. Yeah. We make zero money off of this. I don't know why we promote them so much, but it's just such a good <laughs> it's a great tool. great tool, man. And um, anyways. So. You know, well, it's, and we'll finish on this. I was going to ask you, because there's a lot, like one of the books where we, we always recommend Sleep Smarter, super easy to read. Yeah. We'll give people good good tips on that. Or there's he, the guy that wrote that book, Sean Stevenson, even has a podcast that's interesting if you don't want to yeah. read the book. Do you know any, he actually just came out with a book too, which I haven't read, but I'm sure it's along the same lines. It's called Eat Smarter which is about oh, about uh, it. it's food stuff so it's a yeah. lot of times it's not in the context of necessarily performance fueling and that kind of thing but just good rules of thumb to to kind of live by if you want to have be healthy basically is what those kind of books are so i imagine it would be that would be a good one too if anyone wanted to check that, that would out, be so. excellent guys uh your eating habits are freaking huge yeah like like especially like we're talking about the fitness and stuff it goes hand in hand like food food is actually your fuel it's yeah. it's critical. It's actually not that complicated. Like like the bare bones of it is not complicated. Yeah. Drink lots of water. Hydrate. And then eat foods. I don't care what it they are. Eat foods that don't come in packages. Yep. Easy. Easy. Yep. If you have to take it out of a package and assemble it, it's not food. Well it's you have you have one hour a day you're in the gym, one hour a day you're on the ice, maybe, maybe a little mm. more. What do you do for the rest of the day? Yeah. That is where it yeah. It makes or breaks you. Yeah. All of your time is away from the gym. It's yes. away from the rink. It's away yeah. from your game. Yeah. That's almost all of your time. Yeah, exactly. So that's where you're going to make or break yourself, right? Yeah. So you have to have good habits outside. 100%. So, uh, that's what I got to finish. Anything else? Yeah, all done. Awesome. Good to go? Yep. Cool. So if uh, I hope that was helpful. If anyone has questions, reach out because I know we kind of breeze through it pretty quick. But 
hopefully uh hopefully it was helpful yep sweet yep.